Welcome back to The Brandon White Show, where we have conversations worth listening to give you an edge to win in your business and your life. I'm your host, Brandon White. Here we go. Welcome back to The Edge Podcast, giving you the edge to win in business and in life. Here's your host, Brandon White. Hey, Matt, what's happening today? Oh, just sun shining. Love it. Doing, <laughs> doing, doing 401k plans in the sunshine in Hawaii, right? Yeah, yes, sir. <laughs> that's, that's what we're doing. <laughs> today, we're talking about when do you need to file your 5500 form? You and I just went through this with our business. Can you describe for listeners what the 5500 form is yes. and then all the details around filing and when you need to do it? Yeah, yeah. And, and, and the 5500 is, uh, and if you have a 401k, hopefully you know the term 5500. Um, but it's, it's, a, it's a reporting document um, through the IRS. Every 401k, every group uh, 401k plan has to have one. Uh, and basically what it's doing is reporting information and it is public information. There's databases out there that um, I can pull 5500s from uh, every 401k plan that files it. Um, there's different kinds, um, but basically it, it, it's the information um, put out there on every plan and it is public, public reference. I can get to it at any time using different, using uh, different, uh, different softwares and different, and different uh, databases. So um, let's kind of jump into the different kinds first before we get into when, um, because this is a little bit more important, I think is, there's a form called an easy 5500. And if you have a solo 401k, which is the most common or an individual 401k. So that would be if it's you, whether you have employees or not, if you have no eligible employees and it's just you and maybe your spouse, the easy 5500 is what you need to, is what you need to um, submit. Then you have the short form 5500. And this is for all um, group plans. So if you have any eligible full-time employees, um, which is the thousand a thousand hours or more, <clears throat> excuse me, per year. That's the short form. Um, it has some information, but not all the information until you get up to the, just the standard 5,500. Um, the difference between those two is if you have a hundred employees then you, or less, or if you have under a hundred employees, excuse me, then you do the short form. If you have over a hundred employees, then you do the standard full 5500 document. And the difference in information between the two is 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 very <laughs> is huge. Um I can look at a a 5500 um a full form and I can see the provider, I can see the administrator, I can see where your money's at, I can see how much money's going into the plan, I can see how much money's out of the plan, if there's any loans, um I can see if it's failed testing. Um, I can see all sorts of things. Um, but I can I can really see if it's being taken care of or not. So um, quite often we do audits, um, not a, an official audit, but I will look at someone's fifty five hundred and I'll say, yeah, there you can you can fix this. Um, you hardly have any participation in the plan. You need to get that up so you can start passing these annual tests and so on and so forth. So I can see any red flags that come up. First of all, the the fifty five hundred is due on July thirty first. Every year, every year. Excuse me. There's a loud, loud uh, motorcycle going in front of in front of the office here. So, um, 
the so July thirty first every year your fifty five hundred is due. Um, the you can file extensions. All you can go two and a half months. So October mid October is when it you can file an extension and have it due. Um, but you also have to be really careful. There's a lot of providers that quote unquote automate this, and you have to sign off on it. Um, a lot of the payroll options will simply just send you an email that's mixed in with a lot of other emails. You have to approve it. And if you don't, they don't file it. And the, the penalty is, is quite large. It actually, uh, and I can't remember what the old one was, but, um, in 2019, the Secure Act brought in a lot of new, uh, bonus, a lot of positive things into the 4 k world, but it also, uh, 10x the <laughs> 10x your penalties if you don't file your 5500s and things like that. And on the other how side much of it, money do, how much money does that mean? I think it I goes mean, up to like 10 grand um, now. Uh, before wow. it wasn't, it was, it was a lot less than that. And I can't remember the exact amount uh, now. And it's a variable rate, but it's substantial if you don't get it in time. And you can, you know, obviously file an extension. You can ask for forgiveness, but. The question is, is are they going to do that or not? It's up to them to approve or deny. Um, and and the other thing, just I want to throw this out there. It's not really totally relevant to our conversation, but I see it a lot. If you shut down your plan in February of a year, of, of a calendar year, um, you've entered into that new plan year. Uh, even if it's January 2nd of the next year, you've entered into that and you have to file a 5500 the following July. And if you don't, then you can get you can get hit too. If there is a balance left in the plan for three years, so you have an employee that you just cannot find and no one can get a hold of them and there's money in there um, and you haven't done something called a forced out rollover, you know, that means if they have over five thousand dollars, you have to they have to take it out. You can't just force them out. Um, you have to file fifty five hundred every time just because their money is still in there. So it's getting in touch with those old employees is really important. So I digress. <laughs> so really going back to who needs to file the 5,500, every single 4K plan, every single group 4K plan has to file a 5,500 every single year. If you are a solo, if you have a solo 4K with between you and your spouse um, and no employee eligible employees, then you do not have to file a 5500 you know until you hit $250,000 in that by the end of that year so if it's going to breach 250 at the end of the year you have to file it if it's underneath that then you do not need to file the 5500 it includes all balances from your it, we've talked about the upside down three-tiered uh, wedding cake before every single level goes into that number so if you've breached the 250 between your 401k, your profit sharing, and your cash balance plan, then that counts. All that counts, and then you'd have to file the 5500. Does the 401k provider do this for you in theory, or how should you think about this as a business owner? Uh, like I was mentioning before, so if you hire out an administrator, if you have a group plan, you absolutely should have an administrator. Otherwise, you're trying to handle all the liabilities and compliance. But if, usually the, the third-party administrator or the administrator is the one who's doing that. So my, my company does that. Sometimes you'll go directly to a provider and they'll bundle the administration in there. And there's a lot less communication um, and expertise coming from the administrator 
Um, but it's their job to absolutely do that. Um, again, some of these providers are very automated, very email oriented. And uh, if you're not looking or they're trying to upsell you on another product or something like that, um, from what I hear, there's just immense amounts of emails coming from some of these providers. If you have to keep an eye out, put it on your calendar and just say, keep an eye out for this email. And, and if you don't, if you haven't seen it by a certain date on your calendar, reach out to them and say, send it to me again. Um, it should be on your portal or something like that. Um, but it is absolutely, um, uh, important for group plans and, and even solo plans over 250 to do it. Now there's a lot of DIY folks doing the, the, um, the solo foreign case. So you can go directly to the custodian, um, self-administer. They give you a prototype plan document and you're on your way. It's totally up to you to do any of this stuff. Um, it's up to you to file the 5,500. And if you don't, then you, you'll, they'll have penalties. Just in summary for listeners, you need to file 5,500 every year that you have any money in your 401k. You can correct me if I get it wrong here, Matt. The due date, official due date is when? June? Uh, July 31st is Ju- the filing. July, yep. 30, July 31st of every year, but you can file an extension, which will take you into mid-November. I mean, October. October. Mm-hmm. October. June 31st deadline, extend to mid-October. Mm-hmm. And then after that, you're in some hot water. Yeah. Expensive water. Yeah. <laughs> Very expensive, expensive water, water with yeah. the increased fees. So. July 31st, you keep an eye out. If you miss it, no big deal. Get an extension till October. But after October, you're in big trouble yeah. and you're going to wind up costing your 401k plan a bunch of fees that you really don't want to be paying. So that's what it, it did. We miss anything? That's about it on the 5500 form. Basically, you want to make sure that you get that thing filed every year. Yeah. Just, just to add to the extension, if you're going to file the extension, it's form 5558 is the extension form, and it has to be filed by July 31st. You can't do it after the deadline. You have to file it prior to the deadline. So just kind of like your taxes, you have to tell them ahead of time when you're going to file an extension. You can't do it after the fact. So Makes complete sense, Matt. Thanks a lot for dropping the 5,500 info on us today. You got it. Hey, and listeners out there, if you enjoy this episode, check out the link in the show notes or description. Matt can help you fix your 401k and or get you started with one so that you can be competitive in the market and give your employees an avenue to save some money. Bye, everyone.